Hi, everybody. It's Miriam Goldberg, um, continuing our series from last week and from the beginning of this week on Emunah Bitachon Made Practical. So yesterday we spoke about Kachashamatza. Whenever something happens to us, acknowledging Hashgacha Pratis, this is coming directly from Hashem. And we spoke about the different scenarios, the different situations, etc. Today, Merz Hashem, I'd like to continue on to the second stage, which we said is really a higher level of Emunam Bitachon. And that's when a person is able to say Gamzu Latova. Now, what is Gamzu Latova? How do we understand this? And how can a person actually attain this level, um, which is... I guess, seemingly a high level, but it's really a level that Hashem is expecting of us. Now, how do we know that Hashem is expecting uh, this of us? So years ago, I remember I was in a shir, and the Rav was speaking about Gam Zulatova, and he quoted straight from the Shulchan Aruch, um, Simon Reish Kafbez, and it's easy to remember because it's Rachav. So that's the simon. The simon is Reish Kafbez, as Rachav is like to ride. So I remember the association that I made to that is like to ride the waves, right? Even when you're going through that challenging, difficult time. So it's simon Rachav, and it's really, really kedai to see it within. And he says like this, the Shulchan He says, al shehen tovo. So when a person here is good news, um, just good news, that's personal good news. He makes a shachianu. So if it's something that's really like a communal tov, then he's making the bracha of hatov v'amitiv. Then he goes on in the next um, seif. He says, So when a person hears bad news, That Hashem is a just dayan. Um, then in Gimel is really the punchline that I'd like to get to. He says like this, Chayav Adam levarech al bidas shlema So a person is mechuyav to make this bracha on bad news with a complete das, a complete understanding, and a nefesh chafetza, and a nefesh uh, uh, that's desirable, that desires this, the same way that he benches on something that's good, that is the same mindset or the same attitude that he has to have when he's making a bracha on something that's bad. And why is this? He continues to explain. Ki hara Hashem, he simcha sam so when bad news occurs to an Oved Hashem, this is really their happiness, their joy, and it's for their good. It's for their tov. Why is this? Because he's accepting with Ava whatever it is that Hashem sent him. And this really goes back to the Kach Hashem meaning we know that it's only Hashem. And then he um, ends off, Nimtza, we find, Shebekabalas Razu, who Oved Es Hashem, Shehi Simchalo. So then we find that when a person is Makabal, this bad news, he's actually being an Eved Hashem, and this is his greatest Simcha. So this is, I think, really a phenomenal understanding, and I have to tell you that right after this Simon Reish Kafbez, the next Simon, Reish Kaf Gimel, is Mishi Yalda Ishto, 
So he goes on to the next simon of what bracha does a person make when all these good things happen to him. And I feel that it's not Stam that they're juxtaposed, really, meaning maybe the Shulchan Aruch here was trying to tell us between the lines that when a person is actually making this bracha on the Rab, why? Because he knows he's an Eved Hashem, like we said last week, we spoke about the Hineni, the Ne'embanus, and therefore a person is really in tremendous simcha, even when something challenging and difficult is happening to them, He's making a Baruch Da'ana Emes. Now, parenthetically, as a side note, yes, we still make a Baruch Da'ana Emes. And it says, La'asid Lava, when everything is so clear to us, we will make that Tova Metiv. But Karega, in this world, when there's a Choshech, that Choshech that we spoke about, we're still saying with Da'ana Emes. However, it's the mindset that you're saying it with. And if you're saying it with this mindset of, we're Makabel, uh, whatever it is that Hashem gives us, besimcha, because we know that whatever Hashem is giving us is, uh, is for the tov of this Eved Hashem. It's for our benefit. It's for our good. When a person is in that mindset, then he is zocha to dvarm harbei. Just to elaborate on this a little bit further and make it a little bit more down-to-earth and practical for us. And the nice if we think about this, is nifsak l'shulchan This is halacha. So... How do, we, how do we tap into this? How do we connect to this huge, lofty idea? So I like thinking about the relationship of a parent and a child. So when a child is, when, an, when a baby is born, that infant really comes to recognize who first? The mother. And we know that a mother in Hebrew is called aim. Aim is melashon emuna. And that infant turns to the parent with all their needs. And they know, they recognize the parent, and they know that that parent is going to carry through for them for whatever their needs are. Now, as a parent, we know that the parent only wants whatever is best for the child. So fast forward a few years, and now this child is a little bit more independent. And when the child is showing that independence, then the parent releases themselves a little bit from that child. However, if they've built up a strong communication, a strong relationship, then the child knows to really trust that parent. So if the child is with the parent in the supermarket, for example, and they want to be buying that candy, and the parent refuses to buy them the candy. So the child has a few options. A child is child, and again, it depends on the stage, will start having a temper tantrum because in their mind, they believe that that candy is best for them at whatever time of day and however much they're willing to, the parent is willing to buy them. It's never enough. They always want more because they're viewing things from their own perspective, from their own very narrow-minded perspective. However, when that child matures and grows up and is able to see things from a mature perspective, we hope that the parent is no longer dealing with those challenging situations of buying candy right before supper at the supermarket. So, in essence, what I'm trying to say here is that our relationship with Hashem is exactly like a child-parent-child relationship. And when we view it as such, and when we know that a parent really only wants the best for their child, we know that Hashem, it's almost like a yediyah. It's no longer an emuna. It really can almost be pushed into the realm of a yediyah. Once we have gained the trust in that parent, i.e. Hashem, then we can really try to tap into this, that even if right now something is seemingly bad, and I am making a baruch dynamis, because that's what Hashem commands, 
commanded me to do. I am still doing it with this mindset of besimcha, bedash, lemo v'nefesh chafetza, which is a pretty strong lashon, like a desirable nefesh, because we know that Hashem is kulo rachaman. He is the av harachaman, and He only does good for us. And I always think about this, that Hashem has always carried through for us, and we don't always see it. And if we have that aras panim that we spoke about, I don't remember if it was yesterday or the day before, that Hashem gives us sometimes a glimpse into the continuation of a story or the end of a story even sometimes, and then we, we gain that tremendous clarity and chizok and emuna through a certain story of our own. I really find that our own personal stories are really the stories that we could gain most chizok from because we know all the intricacies of those stories. But Lamaisa, when we're really trying to gain clarity and Hashem gives us that clarity, tap into that and remind yourself how you thought that a certain situation that turned out in one way was going to be seemingly bad. And then Lamaisa, fast forward, however long it was, a month, a year, 10 years, 20 years, whatever it was, and then looking back on that, it was such a good scenario that Hashem really carried through for you on that. So you're building up your trust in Hashem as a child does with a parent. And once you've built up that trust with Hashem, then you know that when He's giving you, sending you something, it's really that gam zulatova, even though right now you don't see it. So if right now you don't see it, then how can you actually tap into the savoda? which is not easy. So first of all, we're always exercising our muscles. So we're trying to look into our past and dig into our past and see when it was a real gamzu over that difficult situation, and then closing our eyes the same way we do when we say Shema Yisrael. And in essence, one of the beautiful ideas that I heard about closing our eyes when we say Shema Yisrael is, again, is this idea of Choshech, is that we really are tapping in to a tremendous emuna, and we can't see. Hashem is not tangible. He, he doesn't have a goof. But we're tapping into Hashem, into the emuna and bitachon aspect, which is limitless. There are no bounds. There are no boundaries to emuna and bitachon. And that's an idea in Shema Yisrael. And sometimes in a difficult situation, we also have to tap into that Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad, that we know that it's only Hashem and that it's Gam Zulatova. Another beautiful idea that I heard about Gam Zulatova is when a person actually says Gam Zulatova in a difficult situation or Koma De'avid Rachman Al-Tav Avid, he's Mamtik the Dinim, because in that situation there are Dinim in the world when something bad happens or seemingly bad happens. And when a person actually says it, it's Mahapik, something that could have been bad into good, and then it carries through um, for good. I don't remember who I saw this, but shame, and I've seen it in many different sources, but it's also an idea that even if right now my heart isn't in it, it's to still say Gamzulatova, because the is the Chachma, is to say before you see the end of the story, because once you've seen the end of the story, new big Chachma, to say Gamzulatova, or thank you Hashem, right, Gamzulatova, that was really good that you did that after you see how Hashem carried through the entire story. The Chachma is really to be saying it when you're in that situation of darkness, when you're in that Ra'ah, the, the, the situation that's Ra'ah, that you're really making that Bracha of Baruch Dayan Ha'emes. And that's the avoda, the tremendous avoda of Gamzulatova. We know that would be Akiva taught us this um, avoda of Koma de Avid Rahman Avid. And we're all familiar with the story of Rabbi Akiva with the donkey and the candle and the rooster. 
and it just seemed like the story was getting worse and worse and worse, and he could have really blamed the townspeople for not allowing him into the town. He could have blamed a wind, which we said some people like blaming uh, inanimate objects, and he could have blamed the donkey, right? He could have blamed the rooster, we said. Animals are also sometimes, Kivyaho, we think they're to be blamed, if you remember the mosquito story from Rabbanit Lapidot, and I think that his story really, really illustrates all of the different categories um, within the Kach Hashem Ratzah that a person, Kivyako, could be attributing koach to or attributing their challenge to. And here Rabbi Akiva really chose to say, that everything that Hashem does is for the best, is for the good. And this is, I think, our big, big avoda is not just to stay in the realm of kach hashamata, which is hashkacha pratis, and that's something that we work on, and it's not an easy avoda. It's an avoda that requires constant uh, vigilance and constant um, exercising of the muscles. But then moving on to really the next stage of saying it with your entire being, your entire heart, even if you're not feeling it, and you should try it because I've tried it many times. And even if my heart isn't in it, you could say it. And sometimes we say it with tears and sometimes we say it with difficulty and sometimes we say it with pain. And if we're really holding in a really good place, we could really say it from a very simchadik uh, perspective. And if you're saying it after the fact, then no, that's also a good avoda. And that's also strengthening your emunah bitachon. But really, the chachma is to be saying that once you're going through that, while you're going through that uh, challenging, uh, difficult situation. So that's the avoda of gamzu latova. We know Nachomish uh, gamzu also with the story of the sand when he went to the king and when he opened his box, the sand was uh, supposed to have been, I think, precious jewels. And everyone around him was appalled that he had the audacity to bring sand to the king. And when he started throwing the sand, it actually turned into arrows. And they were, at first he said Gamzu Latova. That's why he was called Nachomish Gamzu. And when it turned into those arrows, that's when the king commended him and rewarded him richly. So he really said it before the fact, and over here we see this idea, this concept of even when something is seemingly really not good, you can really be mamtik the dinim in that point, in that situation, and then it actually turns into uh, it turns into the good. And also in Orachayim, Simon Reish Lamed, Seif Hay, it also says, Nifsak lahalacha, le'olam yeheh adam ragi lomal, kol made avid rachmana, letav avid. So again, this is orachayim, and this is actually nifsak lahalacha. So it's a tall order, but if Hashem is requiring that of us, then obviously it is something that we're uh, able to do, and it's something that Hashem, hopefully, we really are able to attain. So sometimes we say to ourselves, meaning I believe that everything is for the good except for this situation. So when we're saying, remember, it's everything that Hashem does is for the good. And each situation requires us to say that it's not a one-off, it's a constant avoda in every situation. And the fact that yesterday I was able to say it doesn't mean that today I'll be able to say it. But 
we still we try and we do our best, and we also dive in for Siata Dishmaya, which really is something that I haven't mentioned, and maybe I'll just mention in half a sentence, is that in the entire avoda of Amunam Bitachon, the way that I start out my personal bakashos in Elokai Netzor is Hashem, help me, guide me, build me up, and um, help me focus and develop my amun and bitachon, meaning it should be something that that's at my forefront. Otherwise, the Yitzhahara could be pulling the wool over our eyes all the time and not even enabling us to see the yad hashkacha, etc., to see this entire avodah, to get confused in the moment, right? Like we said yesterday, in Klal Yisrael, the only times that they sinned were when they were, or the, the greatest sins, the ha'egal was when the satan confused them, or Simon passed away when the satan confused her. So that moment of confusion is the scariest moment. So Davin, Hashem, please give me that clarity to be able to see you, and then give me that fi'ata dishmaya to be able to work on a because Lamaisa, at the end of the day, it's not Nashamayim. Hashem tells us, Pesach just open up that tiny hole, and then Hashem will open up the rest. So, Merz Hashem, hopefully, today, and I'm sorry that I was so late with this recording, but hopefully, Merz Hashem, today, this will be our big avoda. Call-